try to be the best athlete I can be, put myself out there, put myself on the platform that I've that I've created for myself in hopes that kids can see somebody that they identify with and that looks like them. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of You Fit Here. I am CB and I am taking on this episode solo today with my friend Matt. So Matt, I knew from college as the happiest guy in the room, but he was born with spina bifida and has been in a wheelchair his whole life. His life could have gone one direction. Perhaps he could have felt sorry for himself, but instead he took his life in a direction to be the best he can possibly be and help others be the best they can be. Matt is an unbelievable athlete, especially in basketball. I mean, just going to mention a four-time Paralympian, two-time medalist, one gold and one bronze, nominated for the best male athlete with a disability at the ESPY Awards, two-time gold medal winner at the Parapin American Games, and like endless other accomplishments. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, you guys. But beyond all of this, I know Matt as the guy with the biggest, brightest smile ever. He is in a room and you feel happy to be around him. And I am so glad we have reunited to bring him on this episode. So welcome, Matt. Thank you so much, Colleen. I'm, I'm going to take you everywhere you go. Everywhere <laughs> I go, I want, I want you to come with me. That is, that's the best intro. I, I, I've gotten some great intros in the past, but that, that's one of my favorites. Thank you so much. I will follow along and just... Put, put your intro in front of everyone you meet. <laughs> so Matt, I gave you an introduction, but now you tell us a little bit about yourself and your childhood from your words. Absolutely. So as Colleen said, my name is Matt Scott. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, and, and wheelchair basketball is, you know, I like to tell people that it's a big part of my life, but, you know, simply put, it is my life. Um, wheelchair basketball has been such a, such a vehicle as far as uh, my, my confidence, my, my, my sense of purpose in the world. And it's just given me such a, such a, a great thing to focus on. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's given me the opportunity to be college educated um, because I played for the university of Wisconsin, Whitewater, um, go Warhawks, obviously. <laughs> um, and that, that led me or uh, springboarded me to uh, being a U.S. Paralympian um, where I've, I've taken that opportunity um, to playing abroad. I'm, I'm actually here in Europe as, as we speak. Um, I, play, I play abroad professionally and just sort of took a sport that I loved and, and you know, I, I created a, a path for, for other people to follow just like me. Um, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Um, I've, I've met some of the most incredible people. I've crossed paths with people like Colleen who have, has made su such a great platform herself. Um, and now I'm able to sort of reap the benefits of, of this path that I've created and, and, and come back and, and reunite and, and, you know, sort of make, make, these, uh, make these connections. And I, and I love that. I'm really, really happy about this. When did you first find basketball? When I first found basketball, mm -hmm. I can't remember a time in my life that I did not only play, but love basketball. Mm -hmm. um, my friends played, my family played, everybody in my life uh, when I was a young kid 
um, played basketball. Um, I grew up around the time when the Detroit Pistons were winning like the back-to-back championships, like the, the bad boy Pistons, not like the Pistons that you see now, right? So when I saw them, you know, popping champagne bottles and like celebrating, you know, and, and just doing all those things, have the, you know, those big winning smiles, I wanted to do that. I really, I really wanted to do that. And when I, when I saw it, I didn't really think of my disability as something that was going to keep me from doing that. I saw it as something that I wanted to aspire to do. And I just never stopped. Um, it's been something that I've, I've always aspired to do. I always wanted to be a champion. Um, so, you know, I, I started, started small, you know, my, 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 my family gave me a basketball when I was, when I was younger and I used to dribble around the neighborhood, not knowing anybody, just kind of being like a, a shy, timid kid with a disability. I was different from the rest of the kids. But I would just dribble around and, and you know, find, find, a, find a group of kids, you know, playing basketball. And they would always say, hey, yo, hey, let's, let's, let's play some ball. You know, you got, you got a ball, let's go. And um, I, was, I was fortunate to be around some kids that didn't care if I had a disability. Because if I was putting up a shot, they were going to block it to the next, you know, parking lot. If I was, you know, and that, and that went for anything. It wasn't just basketball. If I was trying to score, score a, a, a touchdown with playing football, they were going to tackle me. If we were wrestling, they were going to body slam me on my head. Like nobody cared that I was that I had a disability. My family, my friends, they all treated me like Matt. I was just I was Matt. I wasn't like some some kid with a disability. And I think that carried on throughout my life. I just surrounded myself with people who who appreciated who I was and, and treated my my existence as it was as if it was something special. And I, and I and I love that. I love that. I, I I love that people have have sort of they they see they see the worth of 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 an athlete that has a disability. They see the value in, in the things that I do and the things that I provide. Um, and then you know now I'm now I'm getting intros like uh, like the one you guys heard before. So this has been really really great. I think that's such a great childhood that you had that way because we were just talking about this when people tend to want to like put people in boxes and label them as a certain thing before they just talk about the human part of them instead of just, this is Matt, I'm Colleen, and this is what makes us us, but it isn't us. So they see Matt before they see the disability and they don't treat you any different because you're in a wheelchair. They're just like, this is Matt. I'm going to go tackle him, <laughs> not feel bad about it because sports are sports, you know? I, I love, I love that you said that because there's so many things that you can identify with, you know, everybody, right. you know, everybody, you know, we're all, we're all on social media now. Um, mm -hmm. me, me and you had a conversation a little bit about, you know, the different, the different hashtags that are available and like everybody, everybody sort of identifies with this, with these certain things. Um, but who you are is, is, is something different. And it's not about the identifiers that, that, you know, surround you. It's about who you are as a person. And, and I, and I'm really, really happy that we've met, we made a connection in college and that this is, this is still something that we can reap the benefits of today. Me too. Colleen and I always say this, that you can always find connection when like you search a hashtag or find a group of people like you, but then we have to just remember to remove ourselves from that. So when someone says like, what's your little elevator pitch? I would normally be like, well, I'm a mom and I teach dance and I have a business, but instead like, you know, I just love to laugh and I, you know, it's don't be so quick to just label yourself as just these obvious things in life. Like this is my job or this is, these are my kids make it about you. Like who really are you to the core 
don't just fall into those labels every time because it almost makes it a little too easy for people to not get to know you deeply because you're hanging on to those little key labels that you've given yourself. Absolutely. I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that too. So what did sports do for you in life? I mean, you said it's not even a part of your life. It is your life. And what did it teach you I as mean, a child growing up? Colleen, I'm, I'm talking to you right now in, in Europe. Um, you know, we're, we're in, we're in, I don't know how many different times, you know, how, how many hours we are from now. Um, I, I didn't grow up knowing that I was going to be able to be in Europe and play professionally and go to, go to college for it to play a sport and represent my country in something that I love. Um, I've, I've met the president of the United States. I've won a gold medal for my country. I've met the most amazing people. I have the, I have a, a crazy support system. The people that have my, that have my back and the people that support me are some of the best people that I've ever had the opportunity to come across. Um, sports has done all that for me. Um, it's created friendships. It's created connections. Um, it created it created a life for me. Um, I'm not really sure what I would be doing. You know, a, a young kid from Detroit that was, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, disadvantaged. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't come from much. Um, I didn't. I, I I I never thought that I would be you know sitting at sitting at dinner tables with executives from big corporations like Nike or or Apple or. Uh, any of the any of the corporations that I've that I've worked with, and and this sport has done all that for me. Seriously, it. How does someone who didn't? It seems like it just happened for you. Like as a child, the basketball was put in your hand, and you just went with it. How could you encourage someone who maybe doesn't have a sport or a thing that they just like know already that they're passionate about? to find that in their life, to find that thing that just brings them joy and happiness and lets that guide them into this beautiful life that you've lived. But you didn't wake up saying, I dream to be, you know, meeting the president and <laughs> traveling the world. You just loved this thing. And that love brought you on this journey. How right. can we get people to find that in their life if they don't have something like that? So I, I heard a quote the other day and it said that like dreams become a prison for the actionless, you know, and I, and oh. I, that, that, that really, that really stuck with me um, because I, I think you can dream big. I think that you can, you can have these big lofty goals and anybody that knows me knows that my, my, my goals are lofty. Uh, I, I want, I want to do big things and I see myself doing those big things, but until you act, until you put yourself in a situation to where you're moving and you're making the forward progress, those things are always gonna just gonna just be things that that you that you dream that you dreamt about that you thought about. Um, I think action action is so important. Um, you need you need people that support those actions. You need people behind you that are gonna support you every step of the way because people aren't gonna be behind you, you know, clapping clapping you up and patting your back at all times. Um, there's gonna be times that, that that you struggle through your journey. Any anybody that's that's ever dreamed something big or it dreamed anything at all knows that there's part of the journey that you just want to give up. You just want to, you just want to quit. Like things get hard. Um, the thing about endurance and the thing about the, the, you know, the power of belief is that if you just keep going with that, if you just, if you act, if you use that action and move just a little bit more every day towards that goal, they're going to happen. It's going to happen. Now, I don't know that it's going to happen immediately, but it's an, it's an inevitability. It's going to happen for you if you just keep moving and keep acting. 
That's so true. I love that word endurance because you normally hear it when you're talking about like endurance training or something, but why do people do endurance training so that they can, I mean, I don't do endurance training, so I shouldn't act like I know, <laughs> but <laughs> I assume they do it so that they can get through the whole thing so that they can keep going and not, you know, crap out halfway through for lack of better words. Like you need to build that momentum to move forward, to move that needle forward. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's 100% correct. I'll work on that endurance training in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that you need the action to make those dreams happen. Otherwise they're just dreams. There's Absolutely. just something on a list somewhere, maybe in your mind that you're never going to accomplish. Yeah. Um, I really love that you said that everyone has those moments of you know, setback or disappointment or whatnot. When you had those times, you know, what pushed you to keep going forward during those so, setbacks? I think, I think being resilient has a lot of different aspects. I think, I think it has to be something internally that, that you have like a self-belief and you have, you have something that's not going to give up, that's not going to quit. But I think it's really important to have people that are, that are surrounding you that are gonna that are gonna uplift you because there's gonna be times that that get really really hard. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly talk about a moment that happened with me um, last year that I don't want to really talk about ad nauseum just because you know I've I've talked about it a lot in the in the in the past year. Uh, but I went into a septic shock last year. Um, went to a went to a coma for just under a week um, and, and spent four four months in the hospital after that. Um, and that was a that was a that was a traumatic time. It was a, it was a difficult time, um, and that's something that could have could have halted me for good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's something that um, it, it's it's difficult for me to talk about. It's something difficult for me to even sort of re rehash with, for myself. But I remember, I remember the process. I remember the people that that were there to support me. I remember being being in the hospital bed and getting those, those, you know, even just, you know, little likes on, on Instagram or comments from people who, who may thought that that was like this insignificant part of my journey, but it really, really felt good that people first identify with, with who I am and they identify with a time that you might be failing or might be at a time where you might be not doing as well. Um, but I always thought of myself, that, you know, I'm, I'm this champion, I'm, I'm doing so great, and people support me because of that. And when I fell, you know, basically face down on, you know, just in, in a place where I was, I was struggling, I didn't know that people would support me. And they were there for me. They were there for me for the rise. They were there for me for the fall. They were there for me for the ultimate get back, because now here I am um, doing all the things that I love, and I'm back on the same path to, uh, to Paralympic Triumph. And and to being the best athlete that I can be and being the best sort of role model that I can be. Um, so I think being surrounded by people that care about you, that love to see you win, and that really want to get you through those tough patches, I think that's really important. That's so huge. And having that community, I think that says a lot about you, though, as a person, because I think there are a lot of people who have people around them who maybe wouldn't ride with them on the downfalls you know only want the up the upward journey with them and then fall off when things might not go well and i think your character you've created those relationships in your life 
where people are just solid with you for better or for worse and the whole way through and they want you to succeed. And I think that should be a good reminder to everyone that if you have people in your life that you know don't really support you, you know, they, they want to see you win, but they're not going to help pick you up when you fall. So maybe do like an inventory and make sure that you are really investing in those lifetime relationships that will be with you through thick and thin. They're so important. That's that taking that inventory. That's, that's a, that's a beautiful statement. I, I like that a lot. It's cause it's, it's important. It is. I remember in college, you did a commercial with Nike and I remember it being like, Oh my gosh, the biggest deal in the world. And I just showed my husband the commercial. Cause I'm like, I'll never forget it. It was so powerful. It was about no excuses. And it was you giving a lot of excuses about why you didn't want to play or whatnot. And they only showed you from the waist up the whole commercial until the end. And we will link it in the show notes, but you slam the basketball down and you said, my feet hurt and showed yourself in a wheelchair. And it was so powerful that it was like, no excuses. Anyways, my point being, you were like, so famous in the eyes of everyone in our school. It was like, oh my gosh, Matt, like unbelievable. And to have that and then still maintain, you know, humility and being humble and having a good character and keeping yourself surrounded with people who love you and keep you grounded. I think that speaks a lot about who you are as a person. That that really means a lot. I mean, those, those, those times were amazing. I mean, any, Anybody would have been lucky um, to be in that situation. But I, the reason, the reason the, that, I, that I remain so grounded with it is because when I got that opportunity, I didn't feel that it was an opportunity for me. You know, when, when, I, got, when I got in touch with Nike and when Nike got in touch with me um, and we, we talked about this commercial and, and it, was, it was getting ready to come out, I didn't see it as like, a, oh, this is gonna be great for me. I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to, to for me to show Paralympian shine, for me to be an ambassador for my sport and show the world what we really can do. Because I'll be honest, I think part of my Paralympic career, there's people that didn't see us as athletes. Um, I think you know you you know you be around you be around town and people see the disability first, or they didn't see an athlete first, and uh, you know they didn't they didn't respect what we did. And Nike taking hold of this whole thing and just showing like, hey, these guys kick ass. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I really was like, all right, I really need to hit this out. Of, I need to knock this out of the park and I need to do this for us. Like, I don't like this. It wasn't for me. So I think that that kept me that kept me grounded because I think it wasn't about myself. It was about the people that are in the same fight for legitimacy and the people that are coming after me. I think there's going to be kids that are Paralympians in 2024 in LA and they're going to be big deals. They're going to be showing up to, you know, they're going to be showing up to the game, you know, just like, just like LeBron in their off white clothes and their sunglasses, <laughs> they're going to be coming through the tunnel and like, it's going to be awesome. And I, and I, I can feel great about that because I, I helped lay the groundwork for those types of things. All of them. I mean, you were raised right, my friend. <laughs> that is a beautiful testimony to how you were raised and how you use your platform yourself, not for yourself, but for others. And that's, I don't think there's a lot of people who rise to success 
just for other people and not just for themselves first. So I think that's, it's really beautiful. And those people you pave the way for, how do you inspire? I mean, it's obvious, but <laughs> how do you inspire these young kids, these other people with disabilities, not even kids, adults to, you know, you don't have to just be your disability. You can be whatever you want to be. And your disability is a part of that, but go after your dreams, take action. I think, I think it's really important to, to find like your philosophy in life and don't like tell people about it, but just embody it. And I think that people see what I see, what I do. Um, I lead by example and I, I hope I'm giving a good example to follow. Um, I, you know, I, I've, I've got, I've got followers on Instagram that are, that range between, you know, grown men to, little little girls in 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 in, uh, in middle school playing wheelchair basketball um and they they reach out to me and let me know that they appreciate what i've done um they reach out to me and they you know they they tell me that you know oh hey your wheelchair is cool what you know tell me tell me how you sit hey what 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 drills do you do in basketball how can i get stronger um and i you know what i i used to i used to get a little bit overwhelmed by some of those you know some of the things like somebody will somebody will write to me like hey tell me tell me how to reach this point or tell me how to do that. And I used to get a little bit overwhelmed and sometimes I would, wouldn't know what to say because I would, I don't know, like people putting me on a pedestal has always kind of made me feel a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, but now whenever I get any, any message from anybody from any country or any background, I, I take the time, I read it and, and, and I answer it. I answer it with the, to, with the best of my ability. You know, if they want to know how to be stronger, I tell them they want to know, you know, how to sit in their wheelchair or what drills to do or what, how to get from whatever their point A might be to whatever goal they may, might have, I, I, I let them know how to do that. I think that's so important. Um, I think one thing I'll say is that when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I told you, you know, I was, I was watching, watching basketball and I was watching these guys on TV um, and they were winning these, these, these championships and they were playing in the NBA, but there was nobody that looked like me. Mm -hmm. There was nobody that looked like me. There was nobody I, I identified with. Um, so what I try to do is I, I try to be the best athlete I can be, put myself out there, get put myself on the platform that I've, that I've created for myself in hopes that kids can see somebody that they identify with and that looks like them. Representation matters so much. We talk about this all the time. If a kid's growing up and doesn't see a version of themselves or what they can become, I mean, you hope they have the will and strength to just become that person for others, but there's so many people who don't, who just kind of give up because, well, there's not really a place for me because nothing looks like me or feels like me. What do you want mainstream society to know about people with disabilities and wheelchair basketball and how to treat people? There's a, there's a million different stories about a million different people with disabilities that I think would move you. Um, I think that people have been through through many, many different accidents or whether it be just just being born with a disability um, and, and overcoming that. Um, it's it's difficult to be disabled in, in this society. It's not a it's, it's not a society that's 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 built for us uh, where we, we have to adapt to a lot of things. And um, there's, there's a lot that we need to overcome. Uh, but the resilience in us, the resilience of the Paralympic athlete, the things that we've the things that we've overcome. 
um, there, there's, there's something to be said for that resilience. Um, the, it's like the, the fighters, the fighter spirit. It's like before we, before we even make it to that, that podium, we've won a million championships before that. We've had to do so much to get there. Um, I think that's something that people should know. Um, it's, it's not just me who's going to be on, you know, like I said, sort of put on some pedestal because mainstream has, has allowed me to do so, which I'm very, very grateful for. But there's a lot of people that come after me that have, have, stories that can move you just just as much um it's it's the paralympic movement is is an amazing movement um it's something that i think people should really really take um and and and, and follow because it's uh there, there's some beautiful stories out there uh, uh you know and also there's some amazing athletes and doing some doing some things that uh you know within their sport that you wouldn't believe really love that you said that they've won a million championships before they even got to the championship per se like just getting through life in a society that's not built for them. Like, you're so right. They have to win all of these things and survive and resist, or not resist, um, be resilient in their life because it's not easy. And so you're looking at someone who's climbed a million mountains before they got to this part of their journey and not just that part of the journey. Absolutely. You posted on Instagram and I loved this. You said, I'm still a misfit in the society's vision. Some dying to fit in, others try and be different. I can't tell if I'm neither or both. Can you describe what you meant by this? Absolutely. So I think, I think it's really, you know, we have, these, we have these sort of constraints that society puts on us. You know, people, people would like you to live a life that they want you to live. Um, you know, they, they, there's, there's, a, there's what people want you to do and there's what, you want to do you know for yourself um i think i think i could be a bit of a misfit sometimes um i i i i'm i i can be i can be a bit of a loner sometimes i i i go out i you know i, I do i do my own thing because i don't know i i feel i feel different amongst people that are even the same as me sometimes mm -hmm. um but at the same time i i i i crave to be i crave to be accepted in the society I, I crave to be to have to have the opportunity to to represent have to have the opportunity to um to to be in the position that i'm in um you know i i, I want to be embraced but at the same time i want to be different so it's right. it's 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 tough it's tough in a society to where being yourself sometimes can be somebody else wants you to be a different self you know it's yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I think I think that was just sort of a reflection of that. Um, I find myself to be a misfit in this society just because, you know, just being being a African American male with a disability, with a head full of naps, and, and you know, with, with tattered clothes, or you know, just you know, a, a million different thoughts about a million different things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't I don't fit into a cookie cutter identifier. You know, you can't you can't identify me with these cookie cutter labels. I'm just a different kind of guy. And I think at the same time, like I said, I want to be embraced. So sometimes I have to do some of the things for acceptance. Um, so that's, that's kind of a reflection of what I meant. Yeah, and just love for who you are and all that makes you who you are. Colleen and I just talked about this on an episode, how as kids, we are taught or at least conditioned to think we should fit in. We want to fit in with everyone and we want to, you know, 
be accepted and appreciated because we're all the same. But then when we are adults, we're told to stand out, be yourself, be different. And it's like, we should teach kids. They should be themselves and be just who they are and be different and okay with that. Instead of this like juxtaposition of like having to switch halfway through life because you want to fit in this box and be like, just fly under the radar with the pack, not be the one to stand out. And then boom, you're supposed to stand out now. So hello, (laughs) this crazy thing. I really love that you broke it down that way because Everyone wants to be accepted and loved, but that shouldn't come at a cost. It should be just for exactly who they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, You also spoke in a video that I saw about how everyone has a disability. Mine is more obvious than someone else's, but someone's could be they lost their job or mental illness, and it could be invisible. So... Tell us a little bit about that and how you feel that we all need to, you know, remember this when we're interacting with each other in the world. I think that if somebody sees me on the street, I mean, I, I can be miles away that you, you know, you know what my disability is, you know, what, what one of my, you, you know, something about me right away. You, you identify me and you know what my quote unquote problem is. Um, but there's people that are walking around that, you know, they might not be mentally stable. They might not be financially stable. They might, they might be in a situation to where they are going to break down at any moment. Mm-hmm. And we, we, just, we just don't know that. I think that everybody kind of goes through things. Um, and it's part of society just to try to, like, you know, hide your flaws, hide your scars. Um, I don't have a, I don't, I don't have one of those flaws that, that can be hidden, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, so, I do the, so I do the best, you know, you know, what, what some people might see as a curse to them. Like, I, for me, it's, it's, it's very much a blessing and it's something that, um, you know, I, I, I boast my, my you know, I, I kind of show my flaws. You know, I, I flaunt my flaws, if, if, if you will. Yeah. Um, because, because it's important. And I think that vulnerability um, really, really shows people that who they are is okay because there's you know whatever whatever your whatever your position might be whether you have anxiety that's that's crippling you whether you have uh whether whether you're you know down and out about you know whatever it is in life that you know a million people could be down and out about so many different things i think being vulnerable about those things like showing those things and flaunting those things i think it it really shows people that they can get it they can get through it too um, I think that if I think if people see my plight and they see that the, the you know the the different obstacles that I circumvent, I think that they're they they're able to see that they can overcome it too. They see their own inner strength, and yeah. I mean that's just a really really important thing. I love that. I just recorded an episode with a mom whose son um, had cancer when he was four years old, and now he's six and in remission, and she said when he had no hair and was, you know, in a wheelchair and dealing with this, people knew to handle him with care. And now his hair has grown back and he's at school and he looks quote unquote, like a normal six-year-old boy. But she's like, I wish I could just tattoo on him, like handle with care or fragile. And she said, even for me, because you just don't know someone's story. And so if everyone just had handle with care, 
for everyone that they meet and interact with because you just don't know what someone's disability is or what they're going through at that time. And if we could just remember to handle everyone that we come encounter with, with care and compassion and love, gosh, would our world be a much different place. It'd be a much better place. That's for sure. That's for oh sure. I think, gosh. I think we all, we all have a fight. We all, we all, we're all fighting something. We're all, we all have these, you know, these internal battles. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's, it's, it's important to be mindful of that. And people, yeah. people go through things every day. So when we talked a little bit earlier about representation and feeling like people look at you as a value, you know, bringing this representation to the Paralympic games or any of this stuff, how do we break down these barriers in our society? So I think, I think we've, I think we talked about it before. It's just, just seeing, just seeing people and just seeing what they represent and watching, watching what they do. Um, you know, so much of who you are is what you do. So yeah. when people are, when, you know, there's, there's Paralympic athletes out there, when there's people with disabilities out there that are, that are climbing those, those mountains that are, that are out achieving and, and making, making this, this progress, whether it be social progress, whether it be uh, you know, athletic progress, whether it be whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think that it's important to, to take notice. You know, I think, um, you know, it's, I feel like I've, I've broken down a, a lot of different barriers as far as the, the mainstream goes. I think you see a lot of different athletes with disabilities on, on TV. Now you see, you know, Nike is, is, is sponsoring a handful of them. Other, other uh, sporting, you know, distribution companies are, um, are, are handling Paralympians. Now we have the respect. Um, I just think that it's important that we keep it that way. I think it's important that we keep highlighting our our achievements and keep highlighting these stories because the stories really, really are are moving. Um, I don't yeah. know if you I don't know if you've seen, but there's a there's a uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called Rising Phoenix. And it highlights and it chronicles the lives of quite a few Paralympians, um, mm -hmm. some U.S. Paralympians and some uh, some Paralympians around the world. And uh, these stories are really moving. Um, they're they're really great. I think people should check it out, and it's it's really good representation for who we are as a culture and who we are as a movement. I love that so much. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna watch it right away. You should. You should. Yes. Um, so tell us about some of these gold medals, some of these moments that are just like, holy cow, did this just happen in my life? <laughs> That's exact. To be honest, that was the exact. That was the, that was the feeling because, you know, I think. I think the Paralympic gold medal, I mean, that was the, that was my life's biggest goal. That was, you know, I, I, I played wheelchair basketball. That is the, uh, you know, the epitome of success. That's, you know, that is the top of the mountain um, and worked so hard to get there. You know, you put so much into, you know, you're waking up at crazy hours. You know, the, the people that, that love you want to spend time with you, you're icing them out. Um, you know, you, you have so many different, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many things I had to sacrifice in order to to make it there um i think when you finally make it there you have this kind of feeling like all right what now you know because you, you've done it you know the, yeah. the horn goes off you you know you hug your teammates you cut the net down now you have this big medallion that's a representation of everything that you've accomplished in life mm -hmm. and then you don't know what to do next <laughs> so, <Right? laughs> but uh i i think i think what i've what I've come to uh, what I've what I've come to terms with is the next thing that I want to do is do it again. 
So yeah. So the next thing that next thing I want I want you guys all to see the next thing I want the people that support me to see is me on top of the gold medal stand in Tokyo 2021. Yes, we were talking about this briefly when we first jumped on here. COVID is just you know a whirlwind of changing people's lives right now. Uh, but if you guys are not aware, the Paralympic Games happen shortly after the Olympic Games, and they're like the appetizer for the main entree, guys. So we are all going to tune in and watch Matt bring home the gold, right? Yeah, that's I absolutely. <laughs> I, was, I, I definitely have my fingers crossed. Um, I, we're, I, just like every, you know, Olympic or Paralympic athlete, very optimistic that the uh, that the Olympic and Paralympic Games will go ahead next year in Tokyo 2021. So all it, all they did was give us another year to be better, give us another year to be you know a stronger team, and just give another year to promote. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know you said that your next step is to do it again, but at the same point, I just feel like you are paving the path for so many people because we've interviewed a lot of people and all of their stories and each one of their stories has made a difference for someone else in their life. Like one person, a hundred people, whatever it may be, when you pave that road for someone else to just be exactly who they are and be resilient and, you know, have that endurance for life. I think you're doing such a beautiful thing for all of us, everyone no matter what your disability may be that you are dealing with in your life. I, I definitely, I definitely love to hear that. There's, um, there's a, there's a little girl who follows me on Instagram. Her, her Instagram handle is itty bitty beast mode. She's, uh, she, yeah, she's, and I, I just remember, I just remember being, being that age. And I remember not like, I would, you would never see me like on a social media or something. There was no social media. I'm, I'm ancient. So there was no social media back then, but um, you would You're never ancient, see me, I'm ancient. Okay. You, <laughs> you would, you would never see me like flexing or like promoting myself or, or like have the confidence that this, that this kid has. It, it's amazing to see. And I, I, I like to feel like I had, like I have some bit of, of influence there that I've, that I feel like I've given kids like her, um, the ability to feel confident with your disability, the, the ability to feel that like there's something that you're working towards, that you're going to be this Paralympic champion, this professional athlete, this uh, person that's sought out after by, by these giant corporations. I, I, I love that. And, I, you know, I, I, love, I love giving her a shout out because she's, um, she inspires me. You know, it's, it's, it's cool to see a kid like that comfortable in their own skin because I, I certainly wasn't at that age. Um, and I'm happy that I've, I've made it to a point to where I'm, help, I'm helping people feel comfortable in their own skin. That's, oh my gosh. I mean, unreal. I think of a kid, everyone had that person that was like, this is who I aspire to be, or I'm going to be a singer like this person, <laughs> whatever our dreams were. And when you don't have that representation, to just feel comfortable as you are or be seen in someone else, it's really hard. And especially if your family, you know, aren't in wheelchairs or they aren't, don't have one arm or, you know, differences that physically make a huge difference in your life to look and then learn from, people have to look to someone else. And so when you were a kid and you didn't have that, 
you know, did you just adapt some of your heroes that like you did see and just adapt it to yourself? That's exactly what I did. Um, yeah. You know, when I when I saw when I saw a Kobe Bryant, when I saw a uh, you know a, a Michael Jordan, when I saw LeBron James, or you know any any of those those caliber athletes, mm-hmm. I saw myself as one of those athletes. Um, I wanted to be I wanted to be the next Kobe. I wanted to be the next LeBron. I wanted I wanted to be those guys. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. I was definitely not going to let something like being in a wheelchair stop me. That's that would just be foolish. right why would you do that (laughs) that's amazing it's amazing and knowing for that little girl that you are that for her like you are Matt Scott like holy cow and in her eyes that is that hero that champion that she's going to look up to and is looking up to and you know reflecting that in herself reflecting that champion and that resilience in herself and that handle itty bitty beast mode is just (laughs) the best handle I think I've ever it heard. It is, right? It is. It's super cool. So no, I'm shout out to her. And um yeah, I I hope that I can I can I can give her a good influence to follow and give her something inspired of it to be. You definitely are. We always say if you have a platform, you should be using it for good in one way or another and not just you know, wasting it and guiding people towards things that won't serve them or help them in life. And your platform is beyond doing that you're creating representation and inclusion and just happiness positivity and love oh i do want to touch on this you talk a lot about seeking the positive tell us about this so i i I talked to you a little a little bit ago about the um the stint i had in the hospital in a really Mm -hmm. really scary situation um, that i found myself in um, so I, so anybody that sees me when they, when I, when I'm out and about, when I'm in the house, when anywhere I am, you'll see me with these bracelets um, and across them to say, seek the positive. Um, there's a, there's a company that I reached out to when I was in the hospital. Um, I, I saw, I saw a, um, I saw a commercial um, that really, really, really hit me. Um, I, I, I loved, I loved what it represented and they were really, really cool bracelets. <laughs> um, but so I actually I reached out to the uh, to the to the CEO to the owner, um, and I, at the time he didn't know I was I was hospitalized. He didn't know what I had been through, um, and he just he just kind of talked to me. You know, he he saw he saw my my Instagram. He he saw you know some of the things I accomplished, and he was really really moved by that. Um, and we stayed in contact. Um, we 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 talked we talked a lot and um, just kind of bounced ideas off of each other. And he decided that uh, he wanted to do a spotlight on me. So he decided that I was somebody that inspired him, not even knowing that I had been through so much. I mean, when I when we were having these conversations, I was like laying in the hospital bed, like with no no end in sight. Like it was just something that I I couldn't even think about. You know, when I was going to get out of there. Um, and I remember him sending me these these bracelets. He sent me a sent me a big package with all these bracelets in them. And I don't think that there's been a day after that that i'm not seen with one of these um because you know what they the bracelets are cool it's a it's a big company and it's something it's something that you know that that promotes positivity but Mm -hmm. they they've become such a such like so emblematic to to the struggle that i went through and Mm -hmm. such a a positive reminder every day to do exactly that to seek the positive but i think i think some people sort of they think that like, all right, they see me, you know, I'm, I'm promoting the seek the positive. I have these these bracelets on all the time. That seeking the positive doesn't mean that you're positive all the time. You're just going around smiling at the most negative situation. 
it means that you're going after the most the most positive outcome. It means that you're trying to help people get through things that they might be going through. It means that sharing your positivity and when you don't have it, absorbing the positivity around the, from the people that are there. Um, I'm I'm not going to be somebody that sits around and says that like I'm positive 100% of the time. Um, there's nothing that can rattle me. No, that's that's just that would just not be true. I don't think that's true for anybody. Um, but I, what I can say is that every day that I wake up, I wake up to be the best basketball player I can be, the best, the best son, the best friend, the best person that I could possibly be. And these these things, as you know, they it may it may sound cliche that it's like some reminder to do that, but they remind me every day that I should be seeking the positive, and that I that I can spread that positivity with others every day. I love that. I think it's the simplest message. This is why we do what we do because it's like sometimes people just need to see a reminder and more often than not i don't think people remind themselves and they'll get caught you know in a situation or be crabby and obviously all of that is okay but when you have that reminder guess what we're getting through this like what's the best outcome here or i need help with this so like i'm going to reach out to people who can like build me back up we need those reminders and to not just think I'm just going to keep my head down and go through life in this way. Sometimes we need that smack in the face. Like, hello, come on. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I, I, I love to wear them. Like I said, it's it just, it, it's very, it's very, it's a very good reminder. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's something that I, that I identify with because yeah. positivity, positivity can really change the world. It really can. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, being, being positive is, it can, can change your, your entire state of mind. Um, and when you're not feeling positive, being around positive people, that can really, really change your energy. So it's, it's just been a really, really important phrase. It's been an important message. Um, and I, and I, thank, I thank Rasta Clock for everything that they've done for me because it's, it's, it's really sort of changed my life. That's amazing. I love it. I love that in that awful moment you were in or time that you found that. It was like, this is what I needed and it's going to help pull me through. Definitely. Oh, Matt, you are an amazing, amazing human being and your love that you are spreading to the world, your positivity, your joy, your gorgeous smile, guys, you're going to see the smile. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are just changing the world. You really are in more ways than one. Um, so where can everyone follow along on your journey? So if you're on Instagram, you could find me at Matt Scott Fly. And if you're not following me, you're probably doing Instagram wrong. Totally um, agree. <laughs> so so uh, you can correct that, though. Correct that. Follow <laughs> me at Matt Scott Fly. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, just just my name, Matt Scott. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Oh, my gosh. Well, we will be crossing all of our fingers that everything continues to move forward so we can all watch you in tokyo next year Absolutely. and have the best time in europe right now thank you so much for sharing your platform with me this was um this was this was incredible I, i'm so happy that we we're able to reconnect this has been i i've been looking forward to this all week honestly it's it's me you know, too. yeah this is this has been this has been great and i really appreciate it thank you so much matt thank you <laughs>